Hi, and welcome to the Health is Powers podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anna S. Barham. I'm an MD, a nationally recognized and triple board certified physician, where Health is Power is your number one podcast that supports women with deep healing using our own intuition as a guide, along with other researched integrative therapies. And I know many of you amazing podcast listeners have asked me about receiving deeper support for moving from chronic health issues to limitless possibilities of energy, healing, and freedom from pain, headaches, or autoimmune flares. So I wanted to offer the opportunity to have a private call with me, which is very rare with a triple board certified physician with all the clinical experience and offering these calls for free. So you'll have 30 minutes of my personal time where we will focus on three things. One is getting clear on what your challenges are when it comes to pain, headaches, and autoimmune disease. Two, what your life would be like without these challenges. And three, I'll give you my best recommendations on next steps to help you get to a place where you're living a life without chronic pain, headaches, lack of refreshing sleep, fatigue, and autoimmune symptoms, and start moving into an energized life where you get to thrive and be true to you, have more quality time for all the things that you love. There's absolutely no pressure to join my program when we talk, but if you'd like to hear more, I would love to share if we both feel you're a good fit. So go to www.healthispower.com to schedule your call now. And if you want one, please make sure to grab your spot fast. These calls are going quick and I'm very booked. And so I hope you get on as fast as you can. Healthispower.com and I'd be so excited to connect with those of you who schedule. And now I'm obligated to tell you our disclaimer that Anna Esperham, MD, is a medical doctor, but she is not your doctor and she is not offering medical advice on this podcast. So if you are in need of professional advice or medical care, you must seek out the services of your own doctor or healthcare professional, as this podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, medical, or psychological services or advice. And none of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any mental or medical condition, as you are responsible for your own physical, mental, and emotional well-being decisions, choices, actions, and results. Health is Power LLC disclaims any liability for your reliance on any opinions or advice contained in this podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Health is Powers podcast. This is your host, Dr. Anna, and I have an amazing guest with us. I'm so excited. She is one of my best friends and colleagues, Dr. Dorlin Burkhan. Um, she, we met, we actually did, um, we worked together at uh, Children's Mercy Hospital in, in the neurology um, headache section at, in Kansas City, and she was a headache fellow, um, even though we're pretty much almost the same age, I'm pretty sure, and she's way smarter than me. Um, but she was just so amazing, so bright, brought so much light 
to the headache program and to all um, the kids and the young adults that we treated. And she just has such an interesting take on how to heal from headaches and migraines and pain. And, and we kind of share a lot of similarities in terms of our faith. Um, and so I wanted her to come on the show and talk about um, how to heal from headaches and also, we want to let you guys know at the very end about um, our new program that we're starting. It's a headache coaching program, both for women, and then also we're going to do one for adolescents too. So welcome to the show, Dr. Dorlin Verkan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So when she first started um, <laughs> at work in the hospital, we never could pronounce her last name. So it's B-R-C-H-A-N. And it's just perfect how you asked us to pronounce it. It's like pecan, but yes. pecan. So um, so yeah. And yes. so tell us a little bit more about your background. I hope I did some justice to it. No, definitely. I, well, so I currently am, um, I'm a board certified pediatric neurologist. I did my residency training in Colorado and um, I then practiced in Alaska because my husband is me. Um, and so practiced do pediatric neurology in Fairbanks for a couple of years um, and did general pediatric neurology, but I really focused quite a bit on headaches for both kids and adults because there really weren't um, a lot of headache providers that could treat patients there. And I just really gravitated to headache medicine um, more than I realized that I, I enjoyed before. Um, and fast forward, I decided, oh my word, I wanna do more of a headache focus uh, moving forward and um, about an opportunity that would line up with wherever my husband was stationed. And so God really provided the opportunity to do that fellowship in Kansas City, um, which I completed last year. And so I'm now not only board certified in pediatric neurology, but I am now officially a headache specialist um, boarded through the UCNS. So um, it's been a great journey. Um, and that really was <clears throat> the uh, framework um, for focusing more on headache full-time. Um, but as I mentioned before, I'm also in our life, um, which is adventurous because we travel quite a bit. Um, and I can support my husband in that. And I also am a mom of two young kids, um, two, two daughters, two and five years old. Um, so I have, a, I wear a lot of hats, I suppose. <laughs> You do, and you do it perfectly well. I don't even know how you do it. I just remember like every time it's like all the kids are sick and you're managing the fellowship and and, and I was like, oh man, hats off to you, um, hang in there. Uh, but I am so happy that we're doing this today and kind of diving deep. I haven't done um, a lot of podcast episodes on, I've done it on chronic pain and other pain syndromes, but sort of saved headaches and migraines for the best. Um, so um, a lot of people, um, well, one of the things that um, we're going to talk about today is kind of why we get migraines and um, some of the reasons and the triggers behind worsening, you know, head pain or migraines. And so could you touch a little bit on that? 
Yes. So migraines are, well, there's, there's a lot of different types of headaches that people experience and, and it's important to kind of frame it around what we call primary headache um, disorders. And those are ones that aren't caused by anything big or scary, um, but ones that um, can be incredibly common and have a lot of root causes, whether it's genetics, environment, what have you. Um, the most common oftentimes for most people is tension, um, but one that is the most debilitating and prompts a lot of people to need medical care are migraines. And it is one that is very unique in that, again, it's not only disabling, but it also is more than just the head pain. And so a lot of people experience, you know, GI symptoms like nausea and vomiting. Um, their whole sensorium is just affected with sensitivity to lights and sounds. And you can even have um, other, what can sound like scary stroke-like symptoms for some trouble with feeling, moving, dizziness, things like that. <clears throat> and so statistically, we know that um, it's not only burdensome for patients and that the, there was a global burden of disease study in 2017 that stated migraine was the second most common disease globally and can affect quality of life as much as cancer, diabetes, arthritis, and that's huge. And what's so unique about migraine is it's such an invisible disease and there's so much stigma around it um, and that it's something that I think is very much so underrepresented in the medical community and for our patients who desperately need help to cope and to heal. Um, and so that's the overarching perspective about um, how common migraine is, um, what makes it a unique type of primary headache disorder. And also there are so many different causes and we get that question all the time when we see patients, especially young kids. Um, you know, there's, there's people who come in and they're like, I just don't understand, like, why do I have migraines? Or parents are just, you know, asking like, why are my kids suffering from this? And saying like, you know, well, I'm okay. Like, why did they get the short straw? And, <clears throat> and it's hard to pinpoint, pinpoint exactly what the main instigator is. And so one of the big pieces we know is genetics and that a lot of families um, have a strong family history, whether it's their parent, sibling. Um, and then we also know that patients who have a first degree relative with migraine. So example, if a 12 year old kid comes in and his parents have migraine. Um, he's more likely, he or she was more likely to get migraine <clears throat> even younger than the parent was. And each generation, it seems to hit them even sooner. And that's that, ugh, that, you know, um, that strong genetic link um, that is there. And then environmental triggers, which, oh my word, that'd be like an hour talk in and of itself with all the things that can um, come into that. But then it also includes lifestyle, sleep, exercise, diet, what we put in our bodies, <clears throat> other health problems that you have, um, hormones. I mean, oh my word, the list goes on and on. Um, <clears throat> and so many moving parts um, that impact migraine and it makes it more challenging to try and address all of those moving parts in treatment too. Yeah, I typically, you know, when I'm in clinic and um, we see a lot of um, 
individuals with chronic daily continuous headaches for years, and they've tried all these different approaches, all these different treatments, all these different procedures, and they're still having intense pain. And, and then it's like, well, this lifestyle piece is so important because typically what I've seen, at least anecdotally, is like, it's really 80% of lifestyle is the treatment and 20% is what we're doing, like the medications and the therapies and all the procedures, but it's all that self-care piece, which I think we're going to talk a lot about today. Um, and so, but before going into that, um, I wanted to, you do such an amazing um, way of explaining the different types of ways to treat headaches and migraines. Can you go into that? Oh, sure. So as you mentioned, medications are a big part of what we do. And we basically think of medications in two categories. There are medications that we use as needed, so in the moment, and then there are ones where we use it regularly to space out the intensity and the frequency of headaches over time. And a lot of patients with migraine, whether it's teenagers, adults, um, they may only need a medication in the moment. They may not be burdened with headaches as often as many others are. And there are so many options um, to take. So that can range from just general over-the-counter medications like um, ibuprofen, naproxen, or Tylenol, even for some. And then there are others who may need just a little bit more of a stronger um, route, like a triptan. And those are ones that, I mean, there are so many formulations, whether it's just normal swallow tablet, dissolving um, injections, nasal sprays, those are all different routes that medication to get where it needs to go um, as fast as possible to really stop the headache in its tracks. Um, the overarching goal of a rescue medication, especially in migraine, is to try and knock that headache out, hit it hard, and hit it fast. And that comes down to a lot of the, the way that the headache develops in the brain. Migraine is so unique in that there are so many physiologic changes happening, even days to, you know, hours, but not even days before the headache actually starts. And um, when the actual head pain starts, there is just a cascade of neurotransmitters and signals that are going through the brain. And <clears throat> how we often describe it to patients is that when the headache really starts and you feel that pain, those medications work really well in getting to the pain when it's kind of shifting right into that zone of the brain and the nervous system. And when we wait, it really kind of spreads and builds and gains more ground and shifts to different areas of the brain that the medicine just can't get to efficiently. And at that point, it's almost to the point of no return for many. And so whatever medication we use, um, the goal is to really get the right good dose for that patient's age and weight um, and to really get to it early. Um, and we've had the luxury of having so many more advances in, in, um, in medicine and treatment for migraine 
um, that we have a lot more options for rescue than we used to, which is great. Um, and we even have things like, you know, um, acupuncture that ER doctors can even do, um, that we can do in the clinic, neuromodulation. I mean, oh my word, things that aren't even medications that can knock a headache out. And so it's exciting. And then you've got, you shift over to people who can't really get by with just that rescue medication. And what I mean by that is we know that those rescue medications can work great, but there are downsides um, to that as well. So if you have more than four headache days a month, <clears throat> sometimes taking those medications too often make them less effective. Um, you get issues with medication overuse headache, um, and often in kids or adults who have headaches more than 15 days a month, some have headaches 20, 30 days in a month, those rescue meds are not impacting how often those headaches are happening at all. And so it's nice to be able to get something in the moment, but how do you get relief from having headaches every day or 15 days a week? I mean, 15 days a month. And so that's where the prevention meds are so critical and so underused in a lot of um, physician environments. And so anyone who's having disability from migraine using medications too frequently or having more than like at least four to six headache days a month really needs something more regular. And um, that, as I said before, really decreases how often the headaches are happening and how intense the headaches are over time. Um, and there's a lot of meds in that category too, if you want me <clears throat> to get into that now. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. So in the past, in the headache community, we really hijacked a lot of meds from other specialties. Um, we've only more recently kind of shifted to our own wheelhouse. <laughs> and that's fine because we didn't have a lot of the understanding of a lot of the neurotransmitters that we have, um, that, you know, that knowledge we have now. But in the past, and still, we have tried and true medication classes. So we have ones that are from the seizure class, um, where we might use things like Depakote or Valproic Acid is the other name, Topamax or Topiramate. And those are medications that are used to treat seizures. But lo and behold, they also work very well um, for migraine and, and some other headache types as well. And, and so that's a particular class that we use. Um, antidepressants is another one, um, amitriptyline, nortriptyline, things like that, that um, also can help with mood and sleep, um, blood pressure medications, um, and a lot of patients too, um, especially in the adult world who are already often on blood pressure medications can have a little bit of overlap. Um, in treating their headaches um, for that reason as well. And, um, and then antihistamines, which we often use a lot more in pediatrics. So things like superheptidine have a very unique treatment profile in kids uh, before puberty. And all of those have worked very, very well for headaches. And we'll probably get into that a little bit later as to why so many of the other um, body systems contribute to migraine, including, you know, the gut brain axis and why some of these other medications work so well because of that overlap. But more recently, we finally get our own group of medications that are very migraine focused. And that's really awesome because we don't have as much of a 
dirtier side effect profile. And so the CGRP therapies, which is calcitonin gene-related peptide, um, is a very highly concentrated um, neuropeptide in the brain. You also find it in the gut, um, but you don't have that effect on the heart or the, the kidneys or the liver as those other medications have the potential to. And so having that migraine-specific treatment for patients keeps everything so much cleaner and so targeted. And there's tablets um, that you can take every other day to ranging from like monthly injections or every three month injections or infusions. Um, and so there's so many options that patients have based on, you know, um, <clears throat> what their preferences are um, and helps with compliance as well. Botox is one that's been well-established for a long time that you give every three months. And then there's more like nerve blocks, acupuncture, those neuromodulation devices we talked about. Um, so it's, it's exciting. It's nice to be able to give patients options when they just desperately need relief. Yeah. And, um, the other thing too, that, uh, especially well, us non-headache, you know, practitioners, I never got, because my training is a little bit different than yours. Mine is um, general pediatrics initially, and then I went on to integrative medicine and then medical acupuncture. But um, so we, I never got, you know, a single headache lecture that I remember, or maybe even a single pain lecture, except maybe on a palliative pain. Um, and so I didn't realize that we really needed to start early in terms of intervening to treat the migraines or the headache pain, because otherwise what you said was otherwise that pain just like gets to the whole entire brain, the nervous system. And then it actually is kind of feeding on itself and causing more pain. And so if we don't take care of it early by starting those, you know, preventive medications, there's also supplements or, you know, some of the therapies that we just mentioned, um, it, it, we really have to start. And that's why we also like treating kids too, because it's like, Hey, I mean, there's not that many people treating kids. And so it's super important to start as early as possible because kids do we, most of our patients who are kids had significant chronic, um, issues with chronic migraines or chronic headache pain. So that's, it's just a big thing. And the other thing too, is that way you don't have to use so much of the rescue medications um, when you start those preventive therapies, because like Dr. Burkhan said, um, if you use too much of ibuprofen, acetaminophen, tryptans, et cetera, um, you know, more than 10, 12, maybe 15 times a month, it just depends on what medicine, it, it actually worsens the headaches. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned the, the uh, supplements as well, because we often, even in adults, especially in kids, we often really do start with supplements first because they work well, they're clean. And it's, I mean, why not start as holistic as possible? And a lot of families and patients really value that. Um, and there are so many options there as well. One of our top three that we typically use, magnesium, um, riboflavin, coenzyme Q10, and all of those have different um, really benefits on the body. Um, and so I think just depending on the person and kind of what their struggles are 
um, that can kind of help tailor even the supplements the same way that we think about the, the stronger medications um, in treating our patients. And I've had many patients who get by on just a supplement and that's all they need. And also what we have seen in research is that many patients with migraine have deficiency in those vitamins and nutrients. And so you want to replete your body with the things that, that it needs um, so that it can actually help heal itself and take care of itself. Um, and so it's, it's very interesting um, to be able to recognize um, how basic but essential supplements really are. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny how, you know, these nutritional insufficiencies can kind of cause such havoc. And if you think about it, really, and we've talked about this on a couple of podcast episodes that um, the every nutrient, whether it be fats, protein, carbs, vitamins, minerals, um, each one of those has a significant role in every reaction and cell tissue healing and regeneration in our entire body, including the central nervous system. And so it totally makes sense. And that kind of leads us to the topic, which your expertise is so big into this, since you did a lot of research and a quality improvement project at um, the hospital we worked at. And it's all about the nutrition and the gut brain microbiome access. Yes, it is. And, and I will say that it's not only a big topic, but it can be quite controversial to people also. Um, and I was kind of hedging into it too with the supplements, but overall our bodies are extraordinary machines. And the same way that like our body is so well-equipped to heal and treat itself, including pain, um, that we, we really want to find ways to fuel our body <clears throat> with the things that it needs to work well for us. And so some of even our non-medication options and some of the meds, we really try and hijack our body's own pain fighting mechanism um, to treat our headaches. So <clears throat> I explain it to patients sometimes too, like your car runs better when you get regular maintenance, um, you give it proper oil, gas. If we don't give our body the right things, it can't work well for us. Now, the caveat to this is, and this is a lot of the overlap that migraines have with other medical conditions. So there are autoimmune conditions, cancer, pro-inflammatory conditions. These are all things that basically shift our body out of equilibrium. So, you know, there's a ton of autoimmune conditions that affect the GI system, celiac disease, um, inflammatory, other inflammatory bowel diseases, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, I mean, there are, there's an array. I mean, I can give an hour plus talk on just the GI diseases um, alone. Um, and we know that there is a multifold increased risk of migraine with these conditions. So why is that? There, there has to be a link to this that we don't have a great understanding of. Um, there are other inflammatory conditions too, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, um, multiple sclerosis. I mean, all of these conditions really increase your risk of migraine. Um, and what we know is that, especially with, I mean, 
particularly with autoimmune conditions, your body starts to attack itself. Um, something goes haywire and that equilibrium is completely off. Our bodies are a unified system. None of our body systems work separately from one another. I mean, it is a complex network. And so if you're approaching a headache and just focusing on the nervous system, oh my word, you're missing the boat because your GI system has significant interplay with neurotransmitters um, that affect your signaling to the brain and back. Um, so for example, when a headache starts, many migraine particularly, many patients get nausea or feel nauseated and vomit. What we also know is that there is slowing of the GI tract. So what does this end up meaning? Well, for one, you feel horrible, you're sick, you have no appetite, um, you can't swallow your meds. Um, and then if you can keep them down, you're not absorbing them efficiently. Um, you then can't process nutrition very well. You can't get in a lot of the vitamins and nutrients that also can help headache. Um, and then there is disruption of your, um, basically like the, the GI tract has multiple barriers like between like your blood and um, the chemicals that are secreted to the rest of your body, your hormones, your, your um, basically your autonomic nervous system, all of that gets very um, leaky. So they talk a lot about like a leaky gut and I'm trying to use it in simplistic terms and not get into the, um, the monotony of, <laughs> of the, um, the technical terms of medicine, but you get a lot of leakiness in the gut. And that actually um, brings in a lot of basically just a lot of other pro-inflammatory chemicals. Okay. Um, and that has a cascading effect to the rest of the body. And so you're stuck with dealing with not only the GI symptoms, but how am I going to get the medicines where they need to go? And then how do you, how does your body recover from that? And so those autoimmune conditions um, really indicate that there is so much more to the microbiome, the gut and the brain and that signaling pathway back and forth. We also know that other pro-inflammatory conditions like obesity and stroke um, impact that system as well. And statistically obesity increases risk of migraine by 50%, which is similar to heart disease. So that is huge. And patients who have a high BMI over 40 have a threefold or 275% risk, higher risk of having migraine. Um, and we know that even lack of exercise increased migraine um, attack risk by 21% in adults and 50% in teenagers. And so how do we get our gut health, our probiotics and microbiome all of that leaky gut addressed to also treat our head pain. And what we also know is that, you know, a lot of people say, well, what of headache, which we touched on earlier, migraine, um, hormones um, are a big factor as well. And so onset of puberty, 
um, can trigger migraines in um, typically women. Men actually start to do better <laughs> after puberty. Um, but in females, you know, when you start a period, you might have increase of migraine. Um, when you finish your period, menopause can either help or trigger for some women. Hormones make a huge impact. Um, and that also contributes to the gut-brain axis as well and the migraine pathophysiology. So it's not even just the gut, but it's the uh, pituitary axis, the, the hypothalamic pituitary axis. You've got, um, you know, um, the immune system, which we already briefly touched on. Um, and so sleep deprivation, we know, affects the immune system and how you can combat illness. Concurrent illness can impact how likely you are to have a migraine. And so over time, we know that what you treat your body with, how you take care of your body, but also how you heal from these haywire body system, you know, situations, diagnoses, um, that directly impacts your recovery from migraine and actually helps the treatments that you do have work better. Hey everyone, I just wanted to take a short break and let you know that Dr. Dorlin Burkan and I are launching a new headache and migraine coaching program for women, but also we're going to launch one for teens. Um, and this is going to be in late January, early February. So if you want to learn more about it, please email us. Hello at health is power, P-O-W-H-E-R.com, or just visit our website at healthispower.com. And we're going to be doing a faith-based headache coaching program where we're not only going to be incorporating our foundational modules of neuroscience um, and pain therapeutic education as well as pain healing along with immune gut health and nutrition and ultimate lifestyle headache hygiene like sleep and um, appropriate relaxation and mind body therapies but we're gonna really incorporate how to heal with God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, how to be more connected and in tune with them, learning how to meditate and be still with God's um, voice and hear those messages from God and learn how to transform your pain into your purpose. And we'd be happy to do a commitment-free, judgment-free call if you want to learn more about it. And we'll just have a few minutes together. Just sign up on the website at healthispower.com or or hello at healthispower.com and we'll be happy to talk to you more about it. All right, back to the show. So I don't know if that was just like a roller coaster <laughs> of ideas. And it's really, it's honestly really hard to, to really simplify it because, I mean, you can go down all these rabbit holes of how much those systems impact one another. And it just feeds back into this other system. And I mean, if I had a chart, it would just be, you know, arrows and, you know, all these connections everywhere. It's complicated, but there's a very good way of think of approaching it. Um, if we really, if we really focus on all those parts. Yeah. And I, I, I truly think to, I mean, with, pain in general that um, there is a big spiritual side to it as well. And, and, and that, I mean, you know, stress and, 
life's challenges and a lot of adversity comes into play with that aspect. But it it also unfortunately is not addressed in the conventional medical field um, just because, again, you know, we're very respectful of everyone's um, faith and culture. Um, and so we just don't like to bring it up. But I also think th that's another huge aspect of healing that we're not touching on. And it's one aspect for me that I've talked a lot on the podcast episodes and what I use in my other chronic pain and autoimmune coaching programs is the, that spiritual healing piece, um, much, you know, like Jesus had used throughout his ministry and, and how that connection to God is super important in healing yourself. Um, because for me and my personal experience without having God by my side and teaching me and, and meditating with him and helping me throughout all the, these different chronic pain syndromes and autoimmune this really severe autoimmune disease that I had previously, I, I, I don't know if I would be where I'm at today. And granted, I did use a lot of nutrition, um, mm -hmm. supplements, integrative therapies, you know, like acupuncture, you know, certain IV therapies as well. Um, but I think that big piece for me was that definitely walking in faith. And so I, I know you have that view as well. And so I think I wanted to get your, you know, touch on it. Absolutely. And as you pointed out in conventional medicine, and when you're a part of larger medical centers, you're as headache specialists, I mean, we're there to treat the headache. And, but we also know that headaches are more than just the physical and the pain, but our perception of pain and really our understanding of pain in general, it makes a huge impact on how you can find function and purpose in your pain while you're still looking for healing um, and, and, and receiving treatment. But if you just focus on the physical, oh my word, we really miss out on the fact that we are, we are dynamic beings and we have that spiritual side um, that you just cannot minimize. Um, and I think that it is a critical aspect um, to, to consider. And so for me, having a biblical worldview of pain to me is essential to a healing process. Um, and so I would probably say one of the, one of the things that came to my mind and I had dreamed about, you know, someday maybe there would be like an opportunity to, to really um, share or implement a biblical worldview of pain to patients, um, particularly in Christian patients who really um, um, value that aspect to their care. And so what, what it, the, the question really is like, what does the Bible really have to say about pain? And can we look there to find strength and security in the midst of it? And so um, I would say all of it comes down, comes back to Genesis. And so we know that in Genesis, when God created the world, 
it was good and it was perfect. And just looking at even Genesis 1:31, and God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And then you think, okay, well, okay, where does, where does pain actually come in to the picture? And you fast forward to Genesis three, where the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord had made. And he has a little conversation with Eve in the garden. And he says, have God really said, you know, there's this tree in the garden. That's the one tree that they're not supposed to eat from, but they can have everything else in the entire garden. There's just this one tree that God asked them to not eat, eat from. And all of a sudden there's this introduction to, oh, did really God really say, does he really know what's best for you? And of course we know that that fruit looked really good and she took the fruit, ate it and gave it to her husband, Adam. And what happens after that? Well, essentially pain entered the world. Um, sin entered the world. And if I can find, um, uh, the verse that I had outlined earlier, um, there was a, there were, there was a consequence to that. And God said, okay, you know, um, from now on, you know, Adam will toil to make food and, and grow crops and Eve and all women after you will have pain and childbearing and, um, had to, you know, exile them from the garden. And that was the fall. I mean, we know we read about this. Um, we know it well, but that was the fall. And that was when not only sin, you know, came into the world, but pain as well. And so a lot of us, when you experience pain, it, it feels so unfair. It feels like this isn't right. And all in all, that is absolutely correct. It's not right because we are not right with God. And that doesn't feel good. <laughs> and so I think that that is one of the most important to recognize is where does pain come from? And now that we know that it, it's here, it wreaks its ugly head on many of us, on all of us in some capacity. So then what do we do about it? You know, and, and as gracious as God is, he provides medications with the world that he created, um, natural remedies, things that we have formed into pills and injections and things that can really help. And that's wonderful um, that we have the, the mindset and technology to, to have treatments that help our pain. Um, but there are so many other aspects um, that he provides to us um, in his word and ways that we can manage it, not only with the physical, just that we can look in scripture to tell us that. And then the big picture too, which is the whole gospel message, is that the story didn't end there, that he had a redemptive plan to restore us. And so someday when we are with him, there will be no pain. Revelation 21, four says, um, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. I mean, holy moly. I mean, 
that's incredible. So we know that we have a future hope as Christians um, and that in and of itself is empowering. So we know where pain came from. We can wrap our heads around that in, in some capacity with, with um, of course, with scripture and we know where we're going. But does that mean that we're left here in this sinful world with nothing to help us but the medication route? Well, no, that's not true either. And that's where so many of God's promises come in, where he is so gracious with us that he promises so many things for us and says, not only does he not waste anything, but he gives us a purpose in our pain that we actually reap eternal reward from what we suffer here. And, um, and that he uses, he wastes none of it. He uses it for good. And so if we can really shift our understanding and our perspective on that truth, it is incredibly empowering. And, and so that is one overarching um, uh, perspective that we really miss out on with conventional medicine. Um, and I don't want to digress too much, but I, but I want to say that the other critical shift from a biblical perspective on pain is our understanding of pain, but our perception of our role in it. And what I mean by that is when there's something in, in, um, our headache treatment strategies, called behavioral headache management. And there are things like hypnosis, um, relaxation, mindfulness, biofeedback, things that we call a lot of, um, a lot of that falls into cognitive behavioral therapy. And what that is, it's a, a shifting framework on how we perceive our pain. And we know that there's so much truth to this and that the more you think about something, the more we get those stronger neural connections. Um, and, you know, everybody jokes about like, don't think about, you know, a pink elephant and you just keep thinking about and picturing this pink elephant. Um, but we know that the more you think about your pain, the more your body, your brain says, Ooh, this is important to Dorland. This is important to Anne or whoever I need to pay attention to this. And when we shift that focus on something else, our brain really pays attention to that. And again, our pain is very much in the brain. It's all cognitive processing. We know that pain intensity comes down significantly. And so a lot of these, these methods really are helpful and evidence-based to, to um, reframe our perception of pain. But I would argue that one of those ways they call cognitive reframing has a very, sometimes can have, some of that can have a very self-focused um, aspect to it. You know, self-empowerment, self-worth. Have I gotten through this before? I am powerful. I, and, and I think that that can be a very, um, that can be a, a very radical, can be a very radical thing to say that that might not be really in line with biblical truth. And I'm going to just briefly say, when we read Genesis 1, when the fall occurred and when sin entered the world, what specifically happened with Eve and that serpent? He said, did God really say 
And she decided basically, you know, I maybe I know more than God. I can make my own decisions. That's essentially what happened. She decided she knew what was best for her, what was good for her, and she ate it. That was a shift from sufficiency and focus on God to ourselves. And when we shift from God to itself, we fall. And yet we continue to fall into this trap of, well, I can do it. Like I, I am powerful. I am. And it's not that any of these things are bad to, to find strength. And, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, the opposite of that is like, I am worthless and I compare myself to people. And I, but I would say, instead of focusing on ourselves, whether it's like how powerful, powerful we are or how insufficient we are, which honestly is true, (laughs) um, is shifting it to the God who created us because he is sufficient. He is all-powerful, the God of the universe has, has basically, I mean, he has redeemed us. He has given us this promise of wiping our tears, healing our pain, giving us a purpose in our pain, not wasting any of it, um, giving us a calling for our lives. And we can stand in empowerment. You almost feel like you're standing up taller because you know whose you are. And for me, you know, even going, growing up and being academically focused and thinking, oh my word, you know, like, oh, this big test is coming up. I'm like, well, you know, like you're smart, you apply yourself, you can do it. You've done it before, you know, and all of that, it can help me get kind of hyped up or kind of get me motivated and it can feel good, but you know, I, I failed one of my huge exams and it's just like, well, what now? Like, I thought that I had it together. I thought that I was smart. I thought, you know, we put ourselves on this roller coaster, this like seesaw of, of trying to feel that power, but knowing that we fall short because we're human beings. And so you can feel good in that moment, but oh my word, like that tension and that pressure we put on ourselves, but when we shift it from ourselves to God, who is just this constant, stable, never breaks his promises, always is good, once are good. And we can stand and say like, okay, I don't have to be strong. I don't have to be powerful. And God is with me. I am on like that strong foundation is where I find true empowerment is. And that's where I found actual peace and joy and freedom. Um, And so I think that that perspective about where pain is, what pain, like where pain came from, how we should view pain from a biblical perspective and our approach to pain outside of ourselves, but through God's purpose for our lives um, I think is a huge part of the healing and God is the ultimate healer. And so we need to look to him and shift back to where we should have in that garden. So we don't continue to fall in this life. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause 
the the biggest thing for me when um I kind of reached my low point uh, and I was just so sick and um in so much pain and I was doing everything for myself you know like taking all the supplements and doing all the you know nutritional therapies all the integrative therapies I did everything right I exercised I ate right I slept I tried to sleep as well as I could I, I was like this perfect you know well wellness you know chick and I was so sick and tired fatigued and in pain and I just I remember and I I talk about this on one of my podcast episodes but um I just broke down and I just remember praying to God and I was like I just need your help. I can't do this by myself. And that was that moment. I, I knew I just, I couldn't do this by myself. I, I didn't, I had to give it up to him and he like answered. And I, I think I had lost that connection to him for so long. I mean, the medical school and residency, I just kind of got disconnected a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then at like that moment, it was like, boom, like that connection just helped me so much. And, and then he got me, you know, a spiritual coach. He got me hooked up with an amazing person that really helped that connect, like that connection, that relationship with God again. Like I could start talking to him again. I could start working with him, asking him my next steps, helping with my decisions that I make. Um, just knowing that, I mean, he is limitless and he's the one that's going to help me. I just have to ask and to pray for it. And so that's kind of actually the basics. It's, it's so strange to say it out loud, but it really is the basic of how to heal. And it's what I teach in my coaching program. And I, on my other coaching programs, I take all different kinds of faith, you know, and, you know, my dad's Muslim, my mom is even, you know, atheist. And, and so it's just, it's just learning that, um, surrender and giving it up to God and letting him take care of you and, mm -hmm. and trusting that process. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is absolutely true. And, and it's helpful to know that it's not for, for nothing, you know, that we may not know this side of heaven, what his purpose is in our pain. Um, and he gives us scripture to, to really guide us. And, um, and that's, you know, I mean, there's so much in scripture that talks really about suffering and pain and what he uses it for. And so even to just say, you know what? Like I, I'm in terrible pain all day today for weeks, for months, to know that it won't be wasted and may not know like what it specifically it's used for, but knowing that it's, that it's reaping eternal reward and it will not be wasted even on this side of heaven, that, that gives you hope. It gives you purpose and it helps it, it kind of helps again, like empower you because, because of, of who we are in him, because without that hope, there would be nothing. I mean, can you imagine dealing with pain and not having that hope? Oh my word. No, I, I just, I wouldn't be able to get up out of bed in the morning. Mm -mm. 
It Nothing, was awful. I would, no, I wouldn't. And, and not only can it be empowering for us as Christians, but it can really empower us to, you know, in our own lives and, and experiences and people we meet to share that good news with others. And, and I think that's part of the, the down, the hard part about, you know, a lot of people say, well, if God was good, like, why would he allow this and this? And I think a lot of the problem with that is that we lift ourselves up and we bring him down because when we say, I know what's best for me. This is unfair for me. I deserve dot, dot, dot. And there's really nothing in the Bible about really that's really deserving much of any good thing. Um, And then we say, well, and also God is not as good. He makes mistakes, you know, how he may have or designed us. So we lift ourselves up, we bring him down and then yeah, it looks like he's not really a nice person. He's not a nice guy. Um, because we have shifted that focus off of what is, is right. And so when we realize, oh my word, God is good. Like we shift, when we focus on ourselves, again, that's where we have fallen. And not only did he not say, well, you screwed up, go ahead see what happens when you take it on yourself. But he not only sent his son to die for us and redeemed us, but he scoops us up and says, I am going to use you. He like the God of the universe cares about you individually, Anna, me individually, Dorlin, and says, I'm going to use your pain for a purpose. I have a plan for you. I'm going to reap a reward in heaven as well. I am going to give you what you need to do what your purpose is for. Oh my word. And then you realize like, he did what for me? Like he did that? Like, oh my word, he is such a good God. And the pain stinks and it's awful. And not even just pain, but like loss we experience in our lives, suffering we experience, um, hurt relationships. But just knowing like he did that for me, we can still have joy and peace in the midst of whatever we're going through with from him. Not because we manufacture it from ourselves, but we know whose we are. And so we find that empowerment within because he's in us it's through him that we feel that that and not only just the feeling but it's our position and so even if you don't feel good and you don't have the fuzzies and the fire and empowerment that day your position is firm and so you can say I don't feel good today I don't feel like I am I am right with God I don't feel like I have anything to give somebody but God tells me this is my position and to step into that. And I may not feel it today, but I, I'm, I know what that truth is and I'm just going to walk in that. And so that is, that is powerful. And I mean, even when I recognize that, I almost feel like I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm like standing taller because it's not me. It's him, you know, it's hard to describe. It's so powerful. I mean, how empowering is that? And, and all I've been saying is that like, we're not sufficient and yet that's empowering because it's like, oh my word, like the pressure's off of myself, you know, how freeing is that? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's super freeing. And, and I mean, he's got your back and um, he's supporting us in every moment and every path of life. And, you know, it's interesting about the pain and the suffering. And yes, it is definitely 
awful to go through and some days are so incredibly hard but there is a way out you know through him and I mean it took me forever to finally figure it out and and have that relationship you know with him and but what's interesting is the pain always came up when he basically had a message for me um it was either a message I wasn't listening to a path that I was walking on that he didn't want me to and I was ignoring you know his messages like whether it was I needed to change careers or you know help people in a different way and I was too afraid to do it and I didn't trust him at the time and I was at odds with my spiritual self which is him you know within me the holy spirit and so when i'm like disconnected from that holy spirit it was like i started developing either autoimmune symptoms or pain symptoms and so every time finally when i got into the meditation and started listening to god and connecting to god that's when i started understanding um where this pain was coming from um god was telling me exactly where it was coming from, whether it be an emotional situation, a relationship issue, something that I needed to move on from or learn from. Um, but everything was a lesson and everything came out to be just perfect because now I feel like I'm on the right path. I'm walking on his path. It feels like a lighted path. It feels like his path. And I feel healthy and I feel well. I feel light. I feel I feel connected and, um, and now I'm helping people with chronic pain and autoimmune disease <laughs> from what I learned how to heal. So, I mean, it's just like turning that pain into purpose, just like you said. Yeah, it's incredible. And just in the way that we try and put our body back in, you know, um, proper homeostasis where you give your body the proper nutrition the, the proper, you treat, you know, um, the body well, so it can work well for us. We need to do the same with our spiritual lives. We need to shift our spirits, our ourselves into the right alignment so that we're, it's, it's like, we're just, we're, we're just trying to drive this car when the alignment is all off and we can't stay straight, but when things are in, oh my word, like life is just, like things are smoother, pain is more manageable, pain is more easily healed when we're in alignment with our bodies and our spiritual health. That's absolutely correct. And it's amazing how God use, can use pain, not only for us to serve others and have purpose, but to bring us personally to himself. And um, like you said, in oh man, it does not feel good. And it's, you know, it's just like, really though? Like, did you have to do that? And, you know, and he knows what's best, but sometimes you wish like, could he have done it any other way? But you know what? He knows what gets our attention and pain. We know yeah, it's your attention. I mean, the physical purpose, when you break a leg, when you pain warns us of acute injury, it warns us to protect us. And I'm so glad you said that because I never thought about it like that too, that 
acute pain warns us of harm, protects us from hurting ourselves more, but it sounds like that's exactly too what he did for you. He was warning you of, of impending harm and he was protecting you. He was protecting your spirit, your soul, your, you know what I mean? It's amazing how, oh my word. It's amazing how he does that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, and that is so, like we said before, it's just, yeah, I wish, I wish we could bring that into the field of medicine as we're both, you know, medical doctors, but that's where it's just, it's not going to happen in a way that is um, beneficial. And so that's where Dr. Burkhan and I, we're starting this headache coaching program. And I've been doing, you know, group coaching programs for women with chronic pain and autoimmune disease. But um, there were a few people when I did a challenge, uh, it was just a few months ago, I believe, um, that wanted to focus on headaches and migraines. And Dr. Burkhan and I wanted to take it a little bit of a step further and bring faith into our group coaching program. And so we're actually going to be launching this here pretty soon um, in probably late January, early February is what we're hoping for. And so um, the goal is really to focus on faith, but also bring in those lifestyle aspects that are so mm -hmm. important that I, I talked about, at least i feel like is 80%, including that uh, spiritual aspect. And so of healing headaches and, and then the rest is definitely through the conventional medical system. And so if you are interested, what we're planning to do, um, at least what we're thinking so far is having a, a group of women, um, but also since Dr. Burkhan and I are also great at taking care of pediatric headaches, so children with headaches, um, a lot of, unfortunately, young kids, but also a lot of adolescents have headaches. And so this would probably be particularly for the adolescents. So um, we're gonna start a coaching program um, for adolescents with headaches and migraines. And Dr. Burkhan has even taught um, teenagers at uh, Miles for Migraine and did a lifestyle medicine talk for them on how important self-care is for managing headaches and migraines for teens. And so it really will come down to um, a lot of group calls, especially because when we are in support of each other and those relationships are so important to help with that healing process, it's just exponential when I find from individual coaching sessions to group coaching sessions, you are just um, able to heal much faster and much more than you would in that individual healing session. And so that's why we'd love to focus on that group aspect um, in our headache coaching program. And it'll probably be about eight weeks. So we're thinking eight group coaching calls. Um, so it's going to be an intensive program. And then we also are going to do a couple touch bases as well individually. And then with each person, we do want to have at least one individual coaching session um, with one of us. And so if you are interested, um, you can email us. There's also a contact form on our uh, website at healthispowher.com. Um, but you can also email us separately. It's hello at healthispowher.com. Um, it's spelled um, 
P-O-W-H-E-R, since I do a lot on women's health on my podcast. Um, And so feel free to email us. Also, you can schedule a um, chat with us. Um, I have some 15-minute appointments um, on the website as well that you can actually just go and schedule. Um, And so that's there for you if you want to do that right away. And it's just a commitment-free, judgment-free time with us um, just to talk about our program, see if you are interested or see if there are some other resources that we can point you to. So we'd love to have you. um, And Dr. Burkhan, do you have anything else to mention before we wrap up? No, I think you summarized it really well. I I think that it could be a game changer for a lot of, of patients to have that holistic um, approach with the biblical perspective on pain. Um, and, in, and of course, including, like you said, a lot of the neuroscience of pain and a lot of the, our, our medical approaches with that and the evidence behind that um, to really care for the whole patient, right? That's our goal is to care for the whole patient. And so I'm excited. I, I really hope that it, it really serves our, our community and our patients well. Yeah, I'm sure it will. And when I did my first um, group chronic pain coaching program, it was just so amazing. And it was just so inspiring um, with the women I was working with. And um, it's just like, anytime we're doing those group coaching calls, it's just like the light, you can just feel it coming through. And, and it, it, it lifts me up. I, it's such a passion for me. It's, it's a calling again, it's God calling me to do it. So I'm, I'm super excited too, and super excited to work with you as well, Dr. Burkhan. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I think we're probably going to have a couple more too, as we go into all the rabbit holes that we want to talk about on headaches and migraines. Definitely. Thank you so much for having it. It's such a privilege to talk to you. Okay, well, we'll have you on the show back. And then again, don't forget, please just email us. Um, We'd be happy to talk to you. Um, Schedule with us, contact us from the website. Again, it's hello at healthispower.com. And then we'll talk to you soon, everyone. Take care.